वेलकम एवरी वन टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ फ्यूचर ऑफ डेटा पॉडकास्ट एंड इन दिस वर्जन वे डूइंग समथिंग इंटरेस्टिंग एंड समथिंग यूनिक सो लास्ट वीक वी स्टार्टेड और लास्ट लास्ट वीक वी स्टार्टेड आर न्यूज लेटर विच इज डिजाइन बाय आवर ए आई एल गॉरिथम एंड मैनी ऑफ दर कम्युनिटी मेम्बर सेट हे वी कॉन्ट Uh, read the whole thing it's too much of information and what if you can create this newsletter into a podcast so this is one of those opportunities where we sort of okay why not it's a, it's 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 some good piece of content and it's good piece of information and we can chatter and you can join um, our conversation at the same point um maybe something interesting come out of this so this is a this is a test run um so stay with us and today i am vishal um one of the one of the co-designer of tau and we have with us maria uh, who's our data evangelist so maria would do you, would you want to introduce yourself hi my name is maria i'm really glad to be on the show i'm excited to talk about these topics um i pretty much run around my city talking about these things so um it's great to involve more people in the conversation great great so so how are things maria i think so you are from raleigh so how are things at raleigh yeah it's really busy we've had quite a number of events that deal with uh data and um we've had some hackathons and we've had um just recently on saturday saturday there was a march for science and nice. that was more international uh it was 600 cities all over the world with thousands of participants but the global message was the importance of science there were tons of different uh reasons for individuals to uh attend participate and march um some were even as simple as fighting cynicism and some mm. were more complex into the policies and the, all the science in between. So we had quite some turnout and we even had Bill Nye the science guy who was uh speaking nice, on behalf nice, of nice. yeah, so it was really interesting. There was tons of diversity. I loved the diversity because it was not just the diversity of people, but age groups, uh different uh science, different of the of the um the different sciences and all of the uh <laughs> also like teachers and education nice like the education and and, and i think uh, thank you so much maria so um, uh, for our audience uh, maria is also leading analytics club role so she is the person uh, when it comes to um, role and 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 doing some and that's why like she is deeply involved in bunch of this humanitarian efforts and sort of data evangelist and da- social data uh, initiatives So right. kudos Maria on on those initiatives by the way. Yeah, uh, it's all impressive. going really well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> so um likewise uh, there there was a uh, march uh, of science walk uh, in in Boston as well and yes, loved, and it? It, it was it was fascinating. It was flooded. It was a lot of interesting conversation. So um I think we should have it it, it we had a we had a ball. So I think we should have something similar every year. So now let's 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 get to the the topic of the day. So we um send out this newsletter today. Uh that's Thursday. And now let's dig what Mr. Tao has uh, brought for us. So just to just to give um our friends um a perspective. So Tao is one of the AI bot 
that is a career coach that we at Analytics Week have created. And the cool thing about Tao is we can even tag content and and Analytics Week itself produces a lot of content in a lot of areas and we, we sort of aggregate them as well. So we said, why don't we do a fun project and connect Tao to this content and see what Tao can learn from what we like to learn. So that's that's one of the um, initiatives that we said, okay, let's let's go ahead and do something fun about the, uh, uh, about this. So this particular newsletter is created from Tao. Uh, it is meant for the web audience. So we are also creating a, a separate version for every city that you must have got uh, in your inbox. But this one for the podcast, um, we will only be covering the web part of the of the of the newsletter. And to keep the content and um, uh, sort of test run different, we have made every city with a different content, so Tau can learn which city has which flavor. And and soon we'll probably in a couple of months we'll have more data into what which side of our community and beyond lo- love reading what kind of content. And we are hoping that in the next six, seven, eight months, we should be able to provide this capability to individual one of us. I think that will be a lot of fun. Like if I get the newsletter that I want to read, that is so much fun. Wouldn't you agree, Maria? Yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, dealing with what's happening locally because you have the events and, and different things like that for your area. Yes. Yeah. So let's 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 get to the fun part now. So um, the newsletter itself. So. It, it comes with the cover cover of the week and I think this time Mr. Tao has picked or or Miss Tao. Uh, actually we should categorize the gender for our AI. That reminds me. Huh, that's interesting, yeah. Maybe it's a third gender, maybe. I don't know. But that's, that's, <laughs> like a, that's like a AI should have their own gender now. Right, I mean like, yeah, exactly, right? That's an interesting yeah. perspective, yeah. We should, we should have that. So, um, Tao has picked out um, this Dilbert cartoon about opinions and and I think it's a the, it's it's a very fun take on opinion so basically Dilbert is uh, saying that what is informed opinion and if it's informed then how come it's an opinion right so if opinion has mm-hmm. to be somewhat made up and 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 pretty much that's the, that's the whole point that they're debating between hey to say that your your opinion is matters you should put some data behind it and the moment you have informed opinion, it's no more informed. It's no more opinion. So it's 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 a very clever take on the two word of informed or data driven opinion. So mm-hmm. that's that's fun. So um, on the on the I local, think it was funny how he ended with your whole life is a lie <laughs> because <laughs> as we start to get more and more um, analytics and 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 we start to get more people interested in different things, those belief systems that we've had that we've just kind of oh, hearsay or have had some heuristic about, we now have some data and we can use that to drive those things. So I think uh, that will change a lot of people's lives. <laughs> I, I know. And, and I think I can see myself using this this um, uh, interesting clear part in one of my corporate presentations. I think it, it, it's a fun to say, this is, this is almost like every company is suffering through uh, the same notion that maybe what's what's the gut feel now when everything is driven by data and then at some point and i think it's 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 also said that if you ask people they probably say we want faster horse right so at some point opinion matters and it's um, it's it's like yeah i i i feel i feel for dilbert um <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah. It's, so it's, yeah so on on on, 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 the, on the on on the next one so we have um, local events and sessions so i think the three events 
and I like the way sort of he picked three events. Um, so one event is Power Apps in depth uh, by Arjun Nair. So discussion around Power Apps, uh, and then the second one is Open Data Science uh, Chief Chief CXO uh, conversation. So I think one of I know I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I think it's fun. We should all know because I think one of the thing even that that what what we feel uh, from our end is. How are leaders leaders thinking about this thing? Because I think leaders has primarily been uh, a title for wisdom, or for skill, mm-hmm. right? Now with the advent of data, it's almost like you are you are you are directly challenging the 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 decision making process of a skill, right? So yeah, I, I agree with you that um, we should be tuned in into how data science. Um, um, like how what 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 they are doing and how they are what they are using to, to to sort of for the decision making. Yeah, and the great thing about these are that even if you cannot attend them, so many people are either tweeting about it or putting it up on social media, point. so you can find out or at least like maybe they're having a live stream and you can watch it while it's going on or you can watch it later or you can just be involved in like some of the. I like how when people tweet and they like tweet quotes of someone who is speaking. Um, something that it has really a lot of substance and you're just like that is something to think about today you know so that's a great thing to know about all the events that are happening because you can find out some information about them on social media somewhere that's interesting i think that's that's rightly said and and the third one is um, so it's i think that's it's clever so it it is it is from seattle yeah uh, but it's a it's a certification prep i think it's a it's an online course as well so project management pmp i don't know what's going on here so but i but i'm assuming that as 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 a data science professional i think project management is another area that we as as sort of data scientists or data evangelists or anyone who's prepping with data um this is one of the art form that um, we need to be somewhat accustomed with uh, when dealing with what's going on what do you think yeah there's here? so many pieces in in this data science there's just so many pieces so many parts and they have to fit together a certain way uh having a idea of the whole scope and being able to envision the macro and the micro parts at the same time is really important that's true that's true um <clears throat> so now <clears throat> moving to the next section so analytics analytics weak bites so the, this is i think one of the areas where we pick um or at least our tau picked um the local blogs of analyt published by or on analytics week, week platform so uh, and the three picks that um, they have picked as uh, big data facts this is i think this is one of my old article in which sort of uh, i i was trying to sort of pull out all the big data stat i think for for my internal project i was doing some research on um, big data facts and and mm-hmm. and I said okay well, if I'm doing that research why don't I just let people know as well I think it's one of those initiative must check it out it's I think it's an interesting so on go to analyticsweek.com uh, and by the way you can just type in these things and um, you should see on the search what I what I'm saying so say big data facts and, uh, and it should pull out the second second one is uh, how the hybrid cloud has already doomed your data center so I think this is another interesting perspective right so hybrid cloud third party cloud services and i think it's a it's a, it's a, it's a constant battle i think in one of, in this article uh, we we are discussing um how hybrid cloud is changing um, the traditional norm of data or traditional meaning of data centers because earlier it used to be if i am a company if a mid sized company i should ha- invest into the idea of data center 
but now we have these ginormous players that have really um, optimized the cost centers for my company. Why would I need to invest in my IT infrastructure when I can just use their robust infrastructure with marginal cost than it would take for me to maintain that? And by the way, it's not my core competency to begin with, right? So I think that's one of the very clever way that how it's dooming the, the data center business as such. But I think at the end of the day, I think we would still be needing those cloud services, but there'll be just less number with more infrastructure, right? So we'll not be probably needing this third party. And if you are into that space where you provide data center, I'm sure you must be feeling some kind of pain. What do you think, Maria? Um, yeah, there's uh, definitely fear that's involved with the unknown of what's going to happen with that. But um, I like the way that um, folks are using it as a hybrid because there's a transitionary part, right? And you can't just jump from one to the other. And it accounts for the time that it takes to evolve into the new technology. So with the hybrid, it allows there to be some kind of um, bridge in between the data center and the cloud, and that um, will help people along the way. Not everyone is going to need it. You know, it just depends on whether, you know, what products you have or what um, what you're trying to store, what kind of information and in what formats. You know, it just has, there's a lot of pieces that it depends on. But once you have an understanding of that, then you'll know where you fit on that bridge. I think that's a, that's a, that's a very fair point that um, having that, that option of, uh, um, data centers and cloud. And I think um, consolidation of resources is definitely changing that, that market for, for everyone. So DevOps, I think keep a, keep a close eye on um, this business and, and how it's, it's converging for the good of the entire industry. So the third is uh, Lava Storm democratizing big data analytics in face of skill shortage. So I think this is another um, uh, explosion of services and products to pretty much automate the analytics behavior. So not not even LavaStorm, there are a lot of other players as well, that how they they sort of, uh, they, they rise to the occasion and helping businesses circumvent the skill shortage by providing them this automated capabilities or automated services that ultimately business could use at, at again, marginally cost, then at, at least maintain a guy or a gal um, or professional within your company and still getting almost equal or better results. So that's another area sort of uh, where we are seeing a lot of these services providers emerging. And I think this particular article covers um, that that aspect. So what do you think, Maria? Yeah, I definitely, we'll definitely need more and more people to be able to use the technology. So it's gonna, it's, I think for me, it's a personally, it's like an outreach issue that more people knowing about the technologies and um, how accessible they are and trying to use that in their education, well, they'll have more opportunities as well. I mean, people, you know, they scroll on Facebook and they scroll on social media and they don't realize, you know, you are already building skills. So you can take that to another level. Um, that's, a, that's a great it's point. It's not as difficult, you know, it's not always as difficult as it might appear, but um, people do have some basics and starts because they're already in, involved in the culture that way. So, Maria, I think that's an <clears throat> that's an um, interesting perspective. 
so what do you think i think this is this it hits another uh, another very critical area that we can and i'm i'm taking slightly uh, tangential road just to have some conversation out of this so skill shortage right so there is i mm-hmm. think so there 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 two perspective to this so one perspective is get automation fill in for the missing roles that's what this mm-hmm. particular article is all about right how lava storm can actually do these things and and you can save on your, on your cost the other thing sort of is create something called citizen data scientist right creating this idea of um people from other verticals getting some know how of what's going on and bring them on board mm-hmm. do you have any particular favorite uh, so considering these capability like and versus humans do you, do you have any yeah. any film? I do I do I stream I feel very strongly about this I <laughs> I have um uh a passion for citizen data scientists and I do believe that there's a range you know and a, and levels um and there are places for everything along that range so where AI belongs is with more advanced and faster processes and for efficiency and then there are things that just human beings have to do and those things our human beings should have the education and the capability of the and the access to the tools to be able to do that because there's so much creativity involved with certain processes to be more efficient anyway the ai i feel should just take care of those things we've already got locked down interesting and maria by the way um your background is looking amazing i i'm i'm always i'm almost feeling like going out and um uh, take a walk <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is like super been raining it's been super raining the last 3 or 4 days here okay so you know we're about to like dial up noah and ask him you know where's the ark at um <laughs> <laughs> I think I have him in my Rolodex somewhere. <laughs> so interesting. But it's really raining, so I was like, "Oh, you know, I can't go outside like I usually do, so um I need to have something that feels like I'm near that nature." So interesting. So <laughs> so now let's uh, so now let's go to the next section. It's called it's news bites. And this is I think I'm particularly very fascinated about. So um Oh, and this is, I think, from my personal experience. So over the last couple of couple of years, we have been asked, "What's happening in the news on data analytics? What are some of the interesting sort of mergers and acquisitions happening? What are some of the news articles that are coming up?" And we have all these verticals. So I think it's it's it predates the Tau version. So it's it's pre-Tau. Uh, we created this algorithm to just go out on a scavenger hunt and look for some interesting articles and and look at mm-hmm. look at some of those categories and see. if if um, it finds anything interesting and we started capturing that and i think uh, that became our, another sort of our content pool in which we capture all the news articles that's happening around the world <clears throat> to keep us ahead in what's going on and we try to keep the news as current as possible so i think we'd even delete uh, the old ones i i still have to check whether that, that's still relevant uh, but but yes so this one particular so it's talking about three interesting sort of areas um um the definitely will will converse about so first is survey 81% of healthcare cios cite data security as top priority ha huh. so that's an interesting take so i wonder <laughs> i wonder who are those 19% i think yeah. that those guys must be a keeper so like finding like those um i feel sorry for the those 19% guys uh, to be very frank Yeah. What do you think? 
Well, I know it's hard to get your even your own medical data. <laughs> I know. So that, <laughs> you know, that shows that there are definitely areas that we need to focus on. But um, this health, you know, it's very important that there, that there is security in that because it's it can, it's very easy to get crossed for the for so many different reasons. Like I've heard stories about, um, you know, social security numbers and certain uh, numbers, birthdays and things like that, where where individuals had same names or birthdays and just like social security number was different a little bit. And those things are, um, you know, very sensitive. So it's important right. that you do have security for it. No, I think you're absolutely right. So healthcare and security should be like, synonymous in, in, in many ways considering it it has this sensitive data so yeah. i think that's and I, think I, I agree once we with you. get it sorry <laughs> i think once we get it right though then our channels for access will be better that's you know, true so then we'll feel more confident and secure that we have that information protected and i think and i have a hunch that the 20 percent would have security in their top five so it's not the top priority, but at least it's in, it's it's out there. Uh, I hope so. And if it, if mm-hmm. if not, I think it's uh, to the CEO. Maybe look for another CIO. I think this is not the right because <laughs> yes, I think you are just one 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 ginormous lawsuit away from being evicted from the map. So right. Yeah. So interesting. And the the second news it, uh, topic for us is um, anticipating risk in petroleum um, industry. So it's, it's, it's published in, in, in petroleum, petroleum Economist and it's part of the risk analytics um, uh, sort of vertical there. So this is another area. I think we, uh, we don't talk a lot about uh, oil and gas industry, um, but I think from every interaction that I, I had with these, uh, with either Schlumberger's or, or uh, uh, Enron or uh, Chevron, or uh, British Petroleum. I think even um, in my least latest sort of conversation with, with guys at Petro Canada, anticipating risk, I think they have massive setups. I think they have uh, a, every drill cost them billions of dollars to sort of create and, and yield. Understanding risk of those entities, it's, it's extremely critical. And I think that's... Uh, and and uh, it's it's interesting that how how much these industries are old school. I think uh, we never realized that they are very very sort of because of the regulation and all that. And then changing, imagine changing a deep deep water sort of valve, um, which is al- already on a live yielding refinery. It is it is hard. So these guys are getting all sort of toned down infrastructure. They are they are o- old obsolete. Now, anticipating risk is, I think that's, and in fact, I think um, anticipating risk has been, even uh, with my latest conversation with a, with a guy at FICO, he was saying that um, anticipating risk is, an, uh, it's one of the emerging um, area to, to find out that can we predict the failure? And I think especially um, extreme weather, and I think with, with all this global warming and all, we are seeing extreme weather conditions. So now that means um, for securing and ensuring their, their infrastructure, they need to have these models in place. So what do you think, Maria? Well, I have a little bit of experience with um, the oil and gas industry because I did help 
um, build a database for an oil recycling plant uh, a couple years ago, and every it was pretty crazy because things are like you said were very old school. You know, we were using Access, Microsoft Access, and we were using um, some of the older technologies. Uh, but everything is really changing. Like things change so much because like the price, the barrel of oil that changes, and like the weather factors change, and uh, there's so much changing at the same time that. Um, it's very important to be able to have a scope of understanding all of the areas of risk because right. it's so unpredictable all the time. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, I think that's, that's absolutely well said. And I think that the third, the third suggestion is um, boosting sales productivity with sales enablement and, and, and analytics. I think as cheesy as this title sound, it's as I think it's all the more relevant sales and marketing had been one of the first initial adopters of, data-driven analytics um, as, as a field um, to sort of to improve their business and, and lower their cost and sort of improve, improve their yield, yield quality. So I think that's another area of, uh, of interest is how um, you can actually improve sales productivity uh, by using better analytics and better enable. En <clears throat> enablement is just, just, uh, just another word for um, uh, making things possible um, in a mm -hmm. way looking at the platform so that's an interesting re interesting read on and I think I like I like sort of how um, in this Tao has pulled total three total different areas for the uh, I don't know what's going on yeah. there, but, but it's yeah. like they, none of these guys actually match somehow so that that's interesting a little bit for everyone right a little bit for every I, I hope so so um, I think that that's that's the that's the news news bites um, on the um, uh, on the newsletter. So now let's go to the the fun section uh, that I personally love to read about. I think so. Featured courses. I think this is another and even this is coming out out, out of a need. A lot of people ask us, what courses should I take? And yes, so yeah, we I get said, that all the time. So we said, Tao, go and find a bunch of free ones or at least the low cost ones. So I think the one that it, Tao is recommending right now is either free or, or marginally any, any, any sort of cost to pay for it. So this one is talking about uh, tackling real data challenges. And I think that's, that's a very good beginner to an intermediate course. Um, tackling data. And that's, I think that's the primal job for a data evangelist. You can say data, data, uh, an analyst, you can say. So there are a lot of things that needs to ha that needs we need to understand. We need to understand the ethics of data. We need to understand governance of data. We need to understand the privacy. We need to understand analysis paralysis. So there are a lot of area which are very sort of initial initial thoughts to get the foundation right. But if they are done correctly, this is these are like fascinating. Um, cultural changes that you're bringing to the company if you know what you're dealing with. What do you think uh, Marie, on this? Yeah, I think this is also great because I get a lot from the students, um, you know, that they just don't feel prepared for the workforce even after they've completed their master's program in data science, you know. So um, having something, having resources that they can look at that have tangible business use cases 
it helps them because those are some of the things that um, I think there's a gap in with the universities. They get a lot of the tools and they get a great education, but some of these real data challenges show and highlight what you are talking about that um, is is kind of missing in in the um, in the traditional education that they get. That that's true. Um, interesting, interesting. So on the next one, it's it's suggesting a, a good read. And by the way, I am I'm, I'm one of the biggest user of this particular suggestion from Tao on what to read, because I think um, I'm fascinated with books, and that's one of mm -hmm. the primal source of uh, where I get my sort of majority of learning. So this week, Tao is suggesting future of professions, how technology will transform the world of human experts. I think so. This is personally. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tao is talking about himself uh, itself. Uh, I think uh, this is what Tao is actually right. So it's just maybe mm -hmm. he's he's putting it there just to let let us know that he exists. So I think this is one of the one of the interesting area of how the future of professions, right? How AI and um, we individual will will go together. And and uh, uh, Suskin, I think so. Daniel Suskin. And so Richard Suskin is, a, is, is again, is, is, is a lawyer. Um, he is coming from the legal background, by the way. So mm. giving an interesting perspective of like how the world of, uh, how the work is changing, how the work is changing and how our technology is coping up. And I think um, in one of the recent podcasts or recent, I think um, online, in, online radio interview, I was asked this question about um, like about, about about this future of work trend and i think one of the thing that that came out of the conversation was throughout the year we use technology to grow like calculator mm -hmm. we use uh, primarily we use computer to, to start type our papers we do a lot of these things but when we come to a job we were asked to compete with technology mm -hmm. and that is one of the interesting perspective right so culturally mm -hmm. we have all always considered tech as our friend but suddenly, um, at a later age, because of the idea of uh, when you put sort of numbers into perspective, we are competing with these technologies, right? So why not we use them to our advantage? Why not sort of we use them as our friend? We stay as, as as a friend, and I think and there was a, there was a there was a cultural sort of significance, by the way. So when our ancestors, um, monkeys or chimpanzees, whatever you call them when humans were coming up when we were evolving right mm -hmm. chimpanzees have i think three to four times more strength than humans they could have killed us they could have if, if they would have thought that we are competing with them they would have stopped the entire race but the very fact that we exist right so they used us and we used them for growth and i think that now we are at a moment where sort of we are at par with tech as mm -hmm. as 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 our next offspring that that will come out of this evolution so i think uh, we as humans have to sort of learn to work with it otherwise it will be a like uh, yeah it it will be a massive problem because if the computers are told to compete with us yeah there is no way we're going to win that battle anytime soon yeah collaboration i'm all for it <laughs> yes that's true collaboration <laughs> It's yeah. 
that's, that's uh, live in harmony <laughs> i know i know so i'm a, i'm a big fan of all the future of workbooks uh, so this is one of those uh, and i think i should add it in, into my bucket list so far so now let's talk about tips and tricks so this is one of the areas uh, in our in our website where sort of we talk about we ask experts about their tips and tricks on what they think about some of the cultural hacks some of the opportunities that sort of people people should capture and this one talks about data aids not replace judgment and this is so right i think um in even in sort of my conversation with a lot of leadership it was mind boggling to see that how many how many sort of the conversation start with can data help me decide and then they say data and they ask data to decide on their behalf mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's i think one of the thing that um, that's a big no no right so as long as the idea of intuition the the idea of cognitive intuition is still so relevant in figuring mm -hmm. out the answer ideally ai or robots they are not meant uh, at least till now to have an intuition mm -hmm. they are not meant to sort of because if you if you ask ai to capture everything that has happened to for the decision making it may be analysis paralysis deciding it for you so that's mm -hmm. still not we humans have a tendency to sort of ignore and sort of appreciate certain things which are relevant here so that's why i think it's a it's a well said well said well said suggestion what do you think no i agree i agree because there's a um, hypothesis and we can like really get deep into a hypothesis and then have a lot of fears and and things that go along with that that you know cloud our judgments um but if we kind of just keep perspective on what's helpful and keep um a relationship with the technology where it's it's like we have a uh, a relationship with using it and uh, not dependent codependent on it then i think you know like that will lead us to more collaborative partnerships with the technology <laughs> that's true that's a that's a that's a uh, nice said maria so the next section talks about data science job q and a and i am thinking in this one tav is trying to impress you maria i think it's it's oh, somewhat really? <laughs> it's it's somewhat relevant to you i i think well so it explain. was my birthday on sunday so <laughs> hey by the way belated happy birthday thanks <laughs> maybe that's so, a good that's a that's a good reason for it to try <laughs> Yeah, I I I'm looking okay. forward to yeah. So I think it, it he threw a book for me and 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 a Q and A for you. So I think AI is trying really hard to be friends. So I think that's yeah. <laughs> so ex explain likely difference between administrative data sets and data sets gathered from experimental studies. What are likely mm -hmm. problem encounters with with admin data, and how do experimental methods help alleviate these problems? I think Maria. So. in our conversation i i i hear that a lot like you have been doing a lot of research for 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 government agencies and city and state and all that do you want to take a stab at it okay so um so what are some of the advantages of uh, or disadvantages of doing this this public studies or experimental research Yeah, the the disadvantage is just the time that it takes. It takes a long time. <laughs> and you've got to, you know, you're trying to get all of this whatever you're using to do the studies, whether it's surveys because a lot of it is like social, especially if it's on um 
you know, certain things that we're trying to make breakthroughs about in science. We don't, you know, like we discussed gender in the very beginning of this segment, right? Um, some of these uh, topics, we don't, we don't have previous reference points of collected data that we could already use. We have to go and start from scratch and make those kind of things. So um, certain uh, studies take a lot of time, depending on what it involves. So um, that's why I think that the collaboration is so important, though, because you know, um, you know, someone that is doing this kind of study and others that are doing similar studies, you guys can share what you've learned. And uh, I'm a really big fan of like Marie and Pierre Curie, who with radiation, they made no patents and they just kept everything open. And that really allowed for ra the discoveries and the innovation and the, and the technologies that come out of it to have gotten so far because there were many women who dealt with the, you know, with the technology and with radiation and those discoveries because it was open. Whatever they learned, they shared. And then their daughters continued on with their st those studies and then they shared that with other women. And so um, I just think like uh, the, everyone sh kind of like being more open and transparent a little bit. I know that there's guidelines and there's differences on what technologies you're working on and everything, but certain, certain um, collaborations will help speed up those those no, I think I think so. You're you're capturing a bunch of interesting points. I think so. Being being a being a public study, so you get a lot of data, right? I think that's that's even like from from my perspective. If I if if I if someone reached me and say Vishal, I want your data, I probably would not respond. But if state of mass or or, or Fed or or, or survey uh, they reach us uh, reach out to us, probably I'll respond, right? So that mm -hmm. I think that's that's. <clears throat> the expectation that uh, you'll get a lot of data and then these are important right so there's already a system in place because normally typically you don't you doing as a thing you rightly said doing a big study it takes forever right so now getting optimized at doing those you need to do these things again and again and and mm -hmm. one bunch of these um, federal program and it's I think it's an advantage and disadvantage both consider thinking very where, where you lie on this but if it's if it's a if it's a long program or long run program, then the systems are on, already in place to do that. And I think the other thing also you briefly touched uh, in your response, finding um, so anonymizing data. So like if suppose I have say all the Raleigh, uh, how many people are married, or or single or whatever, right? Or gender. If I need to peg a particular sort of uh, if I need to slice and dice further into the in, in, into the analysis, it is very tightly scoped. So I think that's another thing that right. So playing along with um, with these experimental data, it's a nightmare uh, getting mm -hmm. getting approval because obviously you can't just go back and say uh, take take the take the uh, approval again from everyone who actually participated in the survey. So it's very difficult to change those things. So that's that's one of the disadvantages there is. And then, and then, always uh, a paranoia on on privacy. I think privacy is a word right now. You can pretty much attach to anything nowadays uh, because of all these hacks and everything. So that's another another problem with this with this sort of industrious uh, or this experimental studies. If I'm giving it to you, would you appreciate uh, the privacy of the data? Like, would you mm -hmm. accidentally not release? And I think even uh, in actually in one of the studies that I was under, uh, I was. Uh, 
overlooking uh, by one of the retailers, uh, web retailers. And they tried, um, so it was an interesting, I, I won't give out on the use case as such, but, but accidentally they released an information which is not still in compliance with their, the anonymity, but it mm -hmm. could give out certain kind of um, sort of bracket of people who would have participated in this. So like doing that, having sort of those, those sort of ability to move and change the study is, is a nightmare. It's, it's very hard. So I think uh, to recap on a, on a plus side, we get a lot of data to f have fun with a lot of analysis that you wouldn't have captured. Otherwise systems are already in place. Expeditions already um, in, 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 in people's mind to participate. On the other side, they're very inflexible. They're, they're, not, they're not very flexible, mm -hmm. very tedious to work. Scope is tightly defined. You can place play on play along with the scope. And you have to think through if, if any use case comes later that you want to, you can't do anything with that because that, that, that data is already logged in and you're not supposed to increase the scope after the fact. So there are some of the challenges and opportunities um, as well as some of the advantages of using uh, these research data. And thank you, Maria, yeah. for pitching in on that. So now yeah. um, let's let's get to the next section, which is uh, the video of the week. And this is I think this is a bunch of our talks or whichever we find interesting. To try to push push it. And this in this one, it's talks. Uh, so it is suggesting something um, a talk around unraveling the mystery of big data very interesting conversation around the initial um, data preparedness. Mm -hmm. What the hell is data? What the hell mm -hmm. is analysis? What is big data? So I think it's a very interestingly, it's a beginner's talk, but I would say it's a leadership talk as well. Mm -hmm. Because many times even in my experience, leaders are the one who are least informed about the capability of big data. And, and that's I think, no matter how sad it is, but it, it is true. And, and I, 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 we can understand why, right? Because that's not their, again, they are hired for the skill, they're for experience, but whatever mm -hmm. the cutting trends are happening, many times they are there to preserve the culture. Mm -hmm. That means don't let the new things get in so easily without test getting tested. So I can see that perspective, but, but definitely it's a, it's a, it's a good video on that, um, to, 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 to check out and it's called unraveling the mystery of big data. Now let's talk about the quote of the week. Um, data is the new science and big data holds the answer. What do you think, Maria? I definitely agree with that. <laughs> um, and I just want to say like videos like that are what I tell people to just put on and listen to in the background when they're, you know, either driving or doing something else because then they can pick up the terminology if they're interested in. Um, That's a very good point. And I think and, at, at, at some point, even I was thinking uh, and uh, of, I, I'm a big fan of podcasts, by the way, for the same reason, right? Mm -hmm. I'm driving, uh, I'm, I'm in my car stuck in a traffic. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. And I just put out a, a, a podcast. And, and I think that's why even uh, Future of Data podcast, we probably should convert these talks. I think one thing that I definitely, I, I am cognizant on, and I think that's personally me, if there's a video that's too incite to enticing to see if someone is talking about a model that on a screen mm. i don't want to be tempted to look at that 
to look so at it while you're driving. Yeah, sure. Right, that's, that's, I think that's, so, so, so I don't know. I think I, I, I'm having the split thought because typically I try to, but every yeah. now and then I find guilty of. Um, I should not say in public, but yeah, <laughs> of sometimes. Yeah. Well, it just leads into it's. I mean, there's just so much information now. It's available anywhere, and you have very limited amount of time in your life. So, you know, data is the new science because if you want to learn something immersion is the quickest way and we have tons of resources for that so interesting yes that's true so now um, the quote of the week um, new science data is a new science i think that's i don't know uh, and big data holds the answers so it's a very hyperbolic statement in itself uh, by the way so although i agree right so on on, on a very high level um it like it just like vague, it just generally. tells you Generally, you agree, right? Right. It's a, it's just saying hey, be be cognizant, right? Be data cognizant. Mm-hmm. So, to the point that's yes, right? But there is there is still um, yeah. I think data holds the answer, not necessarily big data, but data holds the answer. So, but yeah, um, like it. I love Pat. I think uh, it holds the answer, but it's not the answer. You know, we still have to explore yes. the human element point. to to make sure the answer answers the question. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and in fact, big data, like I'm, and this is again, personal me, I don't like the word big data, to be very yeah. frank. Like, it's not telling you any other information Anything. besides it's, it's yeah. a useless word. Like, yeah. e- either tell me it's a smart data, I can chew it, but big data, so it, it's not telling me whether it's useful data, useless data, It it's not telling yeah, me the quality. we're outgrowing it. Right. Yeah. So it's just a it's just a hyperbolic again word. So many anytime I see a big data, I I just I just uh, I just it's like almost the life sucks out of me and saying what the hell. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things. But but I I agree. Data holds the answer. So I think I totally agree. And and Pat is I think he's one of my he's one of my old boss. So when I was with EMC, so he was with EMC at at, at one point. Very smart guy. Um, yeah. So. But like you said, for the time, right? At one time, yes. this was an important word, and now we're outgrowing it. So we need better. It's, and it's it's good that we we want to be bored with these words, right? Because that means we are growing. At one point, mm-hmm. it was the word that everyone is talking about. So podcast of the week, uh, Michael O'Connell from Tipco. I did this podcast, I think, a while back uh, with with Michael from. Yeah, Tipco. it was great. Very smart guy. I think he's a very yeah. smart guy. He talked about. Uh, how chief analytics officer thinks i think that's that's another a very good leadership perspective what should i and and you can you can check check his podcast in this podcast series i think it's one of the earlier ones maybe first or second one and and he's one of the brave ones to jump on the podcast when i had like when when i had no one planned to talk so he took the risk of uh, uh sitting with me and having a a chat i think very brave guy and and very smart guy too. So so definitely check that that podcast out. Now let's talk about the fact of the week. The Hadoop market is forecasting to grow at a compound annual growth of fifty eight percent, surpassing one billion by twenty twenty. Hadoop, I think sure. I think we are the world has now even gone past that stage. Um, so we have so many things to talk about besides Hadoop too. So mm-hmm. good problem to have. What do you think, Maria? No, I agree. I agree. Now that we're, um, it was, it, you know, where it was very important. It's still very important, but there are also other options too. Yes. 
and now i think um, there were some shout outs on the on the tau program on the newsletter and 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 it, these are like shameless plug so mm-hmm. if you don't want to hear our shameless plug i think this is the right point to tune out but uh, <laughs> i think one of, if you're looking for job uh, if you're looking for uh, coach coaching we are int- we are inter- introducing bunch of interesting services through tau so tau would be i think that makes me believe tau would be the watson for career hey ibm see we called it first so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Can so you tell us the, a little bit about Tau, Vishal. Tell us a little yeah. bit about why it's important. So, so I think so. So, so, so really, so really, we started. Um, uh, so Tau itself is is an idea of connecting similar mindsets together so they can grow together, and similarly get some content and give this similar mindset a relevant content and based on their 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 sort of ingestion of the content, alter the content. so we want to bring um, all the smart content to smartest people um, or smarter people to make them smartest so that's the idea behind how and 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 obviously the whole idea believes in the fact that if ai can take away jobs tau is an ai that will help keep people keep one i think that's the the the, the idea we want to push push it out and bunch of programs that we are running which would be helpful so there's a campaign called never analyze alone So this mm-hmm. is one of the one of the one of the I like that one. One of the idea that we should um create a network of friends and buddies and uh, and Tau also are dealing with a lot of businesses we are working with Fortune 100 companies um on various capacity. So if anyone wants to work with our teams um either contractual or full-time basis do let us know. Uh we are always on a lookout for interesting talent um and and tune them in with interesting partners and services. and tau itself will connect you to your right buddy networks eventually and then there is a x network x by tau program in which if you're looking for job if you're looking for opportunities x tau x by tau is a platform in which we only deal with the smartest of 5.1% of the candidates so mm-hmm. we'll pick you um we'll select you we'll interview you if you make it through then we'll be working with the smartest of the smart people um and and with everyone else too we'll try to do in some some of the recommendation engine we'll get you in and we'll find you your smartest fit for a job mm-hmm. or a contractual contractual opportunities so all of these programs are tagged to tau so they have an element of uh, self learning and learning and adoption and e- evolution in it so check it out go to x.tau.ai And and sign up. And this that. is for talent; those that are looking for a position in data science, or is for companies that are looking for data scientists, or both. That's a that's that's a good good question, uh, Maria. So these are for both. Uh, for if if companies, so we are working with Fortune hundred companies and 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 beyond. So we are working with some of the smartest uh, data science uh, use case providers in the industry. and our job is to find them the interesting and the most amazing talent whether it's through us or whether it's directly working with them but we are always on a lookout of interesting businesses and we mm-hmm. are also on on the on, on the awareness campaigns too so we are also making other businesses aware that hey you could actually use these smart folks and get some interesting use cases out of this so that's another um, another area so that that brings us to the to the close um, to the end of this newsletter podcast do let us know 
What do I you do think? want to say something, Vishal, about the newsletter. Yes. Um, I really like how the newsletter is laid out. Uh, I've seen quite a few other newsletters, and um, when you, of course, when you first open a newsletter, you just kind of, I don't know if other people do it, but I kind of just skim through to see how long it is, you know, to see if I can really sit there and pay attention to it or if I have to come back to it later. And I like this setup because you can kind of do that and you can say, oh, you know, this tip of the week is really important. I want to read that right now, but I'm going to come back for that, um, you know, for the news bites later. And you can really see the different areas that, that, are highlighted here in the newsletter. So I really like no, how it's I, I think, laid out. I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. And and you know what? And this is this is bite, in the, bite, bite into the future. So this is one of the secrets. And if guys, uh, can you, if you can close your, close your ears, I want to talk something very secretive um, with Maria on, on our future of our product. So I think one of the things that we want to achieve through this, so Tao is learning around various segments, right? What's going on? At some point, yeah. I want to give everyone every day five piece of content that will make them smart. So this, yeah. this, this big, so I think that's the end game, right? So eventually yeah. you play on with this and then Tao will sort of pick it up and say, Hey, you know, have this thing. Uh, these five things every day, if you just keep on chewing, it's like your daily vitamin. Yeah. Dose. Your mind vitamin, huh? This is like, that's this is, great. so that's the, so guys, now you can open your open your ears. So we're done discussing this. <laughs> so um, with that brings us to the end. Uh, thank you so much everyone for tuning in and if you really love this um, like subscribe and share this video and if you don't like this still like subscribe and share this video uh, because it may be useful for someone else and you don't know maybe that someone else is right around you so we, we do appreciate um, your spending time with us do give us your feedback um, there would be a link on where you can submit feedback on the newsletter as well as on this podcast Thank you, Maria. What do you think? It was a fun chat. Thank you, Vishal. This was great. I look forward to next time. Beautiful. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, I thought I was sick of home, but actually I was homesick. Never really knew that I would have to grow up so quick. I'm so uncomfortable. Don't know anybody here. Just a couple dudes that I met once. That's it. Then I go into the booth feeling nervous. Got butterflies in my stomach like I'm so worthless. Is the mic on? I don't know how to work this. Inside I'm breaking down. I hope I'm not up on a certain